Vulcan. Vulcan. So I grew up doing a lot of, uh, you know, going fishing. What I mean by that is my father, you know, his primary hobby, meaning, you know, the thing he really enjoyed and still enjoys doing, but I, I, I want to focus on back then is uh, fishing. You know, my dad is a, is an intellectual. He's, you know, he was a headmaster for several schools um, during the course of his career. I mean, he's retired now. Um, he's also a farmer. Uh, you know, he was also a businessman at one point. He ran a couple of uh, shops. You know, grocery shops and stuff like that. Um, and I mean, he's my father. That's what is most important. But today I want to talk about ground fishing because we went on a, a lot. When I say a lot, I mean a lot of fishing trips. You know, it that was his thing, you know, like on weekends, you know, because, you know, he was busy during the, the week. And, uh, you know, the, the place where I would see him, you know, just sort of, you know, he's not wearing that headmaster hat. He's not wearing the farmer's hat. He's not wearing the businessman hat, you know, he's not wearing, you know, I mean, of course he's my father, but I think I at that point he was just the the young boy, I guess, that he was, you know, growing up, who, who liked to go fishing, you know. I, and you have to understand, in some ways, fishing is a, is, is a bit solitary, I think. So I'll give you an example, you know, um, normally fishing would take place on, you know, he, he would go fishing on Saturdays, or maybe Sundays, or the, you know, and, you know, the, the, the day before, the, you know, I mean, he would obviously coordinate this whole thing with my mom, he would prepare his uh, fishing roads, you know, there was a lot of fishing roads in our, in our home. I'll just tell you a little story while I'm at, you know, I'm, I'm going to continue about uh, the, the story I'm telling you, but there's another story in a story. That's how this goes, you know. So, um, you know, I remember my father had all these fishing roads and fishing lines and fishing hooks, and then he had this peculiar thing, these, like, little very, you know, they are very catchy. They're like eye candy, you know what I mean? They're like rubber little fish little jellyfish you know very beautiful in color and very it's like meant to to catch the fish's eye and especially the big fish called the bass to go and try and eat that you know and then the fishing hook is just right underneath you know so as a kid you know we were also attracted to those things because they it's bait do you understand it's an artificial bait that has been built to deceive the fish that to think it want to eat a another fish, you know, a small fish, and then the fish gets caught on the line, you know. But as a kid, because, you know, you play with toys and stuff like that, um, I mean, um, and, and kids naturally gravitate towards things with, uh, you know, if you put something with very nice, intricate, interesting colors, and it looks very like a little fish, like something they can just easily pick up, you know, <laughs> you have to be careful with this stuff. So... My dad always told us, do not go to my fishing lines, don't cross this line here, you know, I mean, he had a section, you know, 
<laughs> and then we we obviously were very curious people i'm talking me and my my siblings you know me and my brother uh growing up at that time we were two of us you know we are four brothers you know even when we were three also uh, the other two came a little later but you know <sighs> i was so curious one time i was just going you know grabbing those jelly hooks you know and i got uh, i mean those fishing hooks literally pierced through my I think I was wearing a t-shirt or something and some of it I think went through into my skin and man I was uh, crying I remember that you know and my, my 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 mom came you know and also my dad you know was there and they were like oh man what I didn't I tell you not to touch these things ah, you know I'm crying like that then of course you know it was they had to actually literally cut the I think it was a t-shirt they had to cut it with the scissors you know and really do a painstaking thing you know fishing hooks are very tricky once they hook the fish they don't let go the more you try the fish tries to wiggle out of it the more the hook gets deeper so i was crying and like ah, moving around and th the same effect was going on you know so these things were like literally piercing into my flesh you know but of course you know i thank god they managed to get those things out you know and i didn't have to go to the hospital but of course you know, I, I was uh, bleeding a little bit, you know, and uh, it was quite a quite a lesson, I must say, that I learned about fishing hooks and fishing lines, you know. Um, nevertheless, now, to pick up where I left. So the day before my dad, you know, the day before a fishing trip, like on a late Friday, you know, he, he obviously would plan maybe even a week or weeks ahead where he wanted to go fishing, like the spots. He knew, like, the different places where there were you know good fishing spots you know uh, now sometimes we had to drive like you know 10 15 20 30 kilometers you know sometimes maybe 50 kilometers you know depending on the spot you know but these spots were easily accessible by car you know maybe a 20 30 minutes ride we got to the fishing lake uh, the river this is, you know, Zimbabwe is a landlocked country. I grew up in Zimbabwe, you know, even though I live in Denmark now. But in Zimbabwe, we don't have ocean. You know, I if you look at the map of Southern Africa, you'll find that it's a landlocked country. And so we, we, we do have the Victoria Falls, which is very famous. But there, there are a lot of small rivers and small lakes, uh, you know, in the area I grew up, which is in Mashonaland East province in a town called Chivu or Chivumdara as it was known uh, it used to be called Enkeldon back in the day so anyway my mom would prepare a nice you know like a meal like a picnic style type of thing put it in a basket but you know she would she would prepare this like maybe some of it the day the night before some of it maybe early morning because we would have to hit the road early morning it was always we would leave early like i'm talking early my dad is a very early morning person i'm not although i'm making this podcast today it's a, it's early morning and uh, what time is it here well i don't know it's 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 monish but uh, <laughs> i just made up a word monish so anyway we would uh, then drive and you know i would of course uh, before we drove you know i would put the basket with the food 
in in the back of the car or you know a nice spot in the car my dad would make sure you know and uh, of course i could assist him make sure he had his fishing lines he had his bait he had his uh, you know the cage where he would put uh, the fish or you know um or a, a bucket you know so he could put water and the cage inside a bucket so that the fish could still be fresh and alive but then um sometimes the bait was worms so we used to keep these worms you know these are like earthworms they're kind of long and very they can be very big actually uh, these these worms and th they used to use them as bait because fish actually like those you know i mean and and then you know you can catch the fish right so we used to keep uh, to to harvest them we used to keep this compost like uh, thick material but like soil and stuff in the back and my dad would get these worms from a friend and they would breed in there and there'd be so many you know <laughs> so it was like uh, we had a little worm farm in our back backyard you know <laughs> where my dad had these worms you know and sometimes if he didn't have there would be a guy who would have them and he would maybe sell those worms you know um and so the, the worms had to be there so <laughs> that's the fishing trip i'm telling you and then we would uh, start driving you know i remember back in that time my dad he had this uh, swedish volvo actually my dad had all these fancy cars growing up before that he had this uh, bmw cheetah i think that's what it was called but I remember when he had this uh, Volvo, it was a uh, Volkswagen, uh, sorry, Volvo, uh, n what do you call that, like a family car? Sedan, exactly, sedan model. Um, I th can't remember, it, it was from the 90s, you know. But anyhow, we would drive, and, you know, obviously, sometimes the fishing spot was in a farm, uh inside a farm so you had to get permission from the farmer and remember this was the time when uh, a lot of the white farmers in zimbabwe still had their land they had not been kicked out by the controversial mugabe policy of land reform i don't want to go into that today um i just want to talk about fishing right so we would go to the white farmer's house at his farm you know and would be greeted by maybe his dogs or whatever you know <laughs> and of course my dad would he was very polite man and sometimes his farmers they ended up knowing my dad you know and some of his colleagues like oh yeah these guys are here to fish again and with some farmers you know some of some i think maybe my dad had to pay something uh, you know to get the permission but sometimes I don't think in most of the times we had to pay anything. It was just to let them know that we are fishing in the 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 lake, the little river. The river sometimes it was a big river, you know, that passed through that farm, and so that there were no problems, you know. Then we are not trespassing on the land, and I think that was a good thing that you know we would go to these uh, farmers and uh, to their houses, you know, and. Uh, ask for the permission you know so that wha whatever we are doing we know that we are not doing it illegally but we're doing it uh, legally you know and and i think that's a good lesson that i learned from my dad because my dad is a very transparent person he 
you know if you make an agreement with my dad i can assure you he will keep his end of the of the bargain that's my father you know he will never just deceive you and you know if he tells you he's gonna do something he's gonna do it if he's not able to do it he will probably tell you i cannot do it you know but if he tells you he's gonna do it he he keeps his word and that's another uh another thing that i have learned uh from my dad you know whether it is small or big you know he will keep his end of his word he's a man of his word to a large degree no one is perfect but i, I learned you know you can be a man of your word just like my father is and, I, and i'm proud of him so anyway when we went fishing now to to when we finally we got to the to the to the river you know oh man you know it's uh, I, I can't describe it to you but there's always this beautiful um, smell. You know, the ocean, like here in Denmark, this ocean have a, has a particular smell, you know. Um, you can literally smell that the water is close by, you know. But fresh water also, if you go to a freshwater river, it, it, it just smells very different, you know. And of course, the, the nature in, in Zimbabwe and in, in Southern Africa, the savanna, sort of uh, natural you know uh, fauna is a very it's got a very distinct smell you know uh, also depending on the time of the year but there was that th this feeling this um, i almost want to say ambience you know but <laughs> it's you it's hard for me to describe it to you in words but it was just so beautiful you know just just getting there just reaching there just looking at this river or this lake you know and uh, this this environment you know it, there's no beach you have to remember of course there is uh, you know uh, maybe plants maybe some some of the places are open so you can easily go and start fishing you know and my dad would immediately prepare his fishing roads and of course you know we we, we would uh, you know follow him but after a, a little while you know because we wanted to see him setting up and starting you know throw his fishing line you know he had all these uh, fishing rods you know the very professional ones and uh, as soon as he was doing that he was in in another zone you know <laughs> totally another so we were like yeah we're just gonna start uh, playing Maybe we would find, you know, y y there's always nice pebbles and rocks with different colors sometimes. And, you know, we were kids. We would play with the plants and all sorts of things, you know. And sometimes my dad would literally go inside the water, you know, uh, like up to his, you know, chest fishing, you know. But the thing was, of course, he would always tell us to stay back. You know, I mean, we, we wouldn't go as far as that. I would go maybe up to my knees, and then we had to go get out of the water, you know. Um, but anyhow, I would watch my dad, and I think this is why I made this podcast, I guess. I would watch him. Sometimes he would just stand there. Sometimes he's not in the water itself. He's just outside, just uh, at the edge of the river. But his fishing line is in the water, you know and he's just uh, like he's just zoned out or something in a very beautiful way like he, he's 
it, it's a lot of patience you know i don't know if i has if i have the patience today to sit and hold uh, uh, I mean to stand he would hardly sit to stand remember the whole day he, the man is standing and hold a fishing line for hours right <laughs> and sometimes he doesn't catch anything but he was still you know he would still do the the thing you know he was still you know be patient and wait and um, then occasionally or sometimes you know on a good day all them all the days were good days but i'm s talking on a good fishing day as in the number of fish he would catch um he suddenly you would see the fishing line dancing like making a a movement you know then my dad knew his instinct he, he it was just as you know it's like he's so chilled but as soon as that fishing line started moving like he can feel and sense on his rod there's something struggling on the fishing line he would immediately start rolling that fishing line back you know that um, fishing uh, line machine you know he's winding it winding it winding it if you've ever seen a fishing line you have to wind it and unwind it you know he would wind it you know and usually sometimes he would maybe he caught a big fish and the one thing you have to know if a fish is the bigger the fish in the water the harder it is to 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 fish it out of the water because you know it uses its body mass in the water you know it's like a fish in water you know you you can it's not an easy thing to just get it out of them so sometimes i would watch him like and he's being dragged a little here and then he's dragging the thing and he's you know and the excitement on his face the way it light up and sometimes he would actually spot what kind of fish it was and he would shout to us it's a bass you know or it's a brim or it's a red belly or you know they they are different kinds of fish you know i know so many <laughs> kinds of fish because of my dad you know uh, all this eel it's it's like uh, it's it, it's it's kind of long very long sometimes he caught these very long fishes you know and he would be so excited you know like I, like a little boy you know like a little boy who's just got a, f a fantastic toy like you know i remember when I, a couple of weeks ago me and my kid we went and i he didn't know and i didn't know but i went into the supermarket and then i just saw this this uh, remote controlled cars you know there were two of them so i thought yeah maybe me and him could do a race and when i got it for him he he was so excited that day you know i had to get it out of the package he's he, he decided which one he wanted there was a yellow one and a gray one he wanted the gray one they looked the same and everything but he wanted the gray one and he was just holding it the whole way coming back home he was just so excited we put the batteries in but that excitement of a kid you know um <laughs> and, and i would see it on my dad on his face when he was you know catching you know that process you know of of the you know now the 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 the, the fish is is you know there's something on the fishing line he, he's sensing it he's starting to wind that uh, fishing line backwards and you know he's uh, pulling and uh, winding and pulling and winding amazing pulling the fishing rod you know it, it's and it was a beautiful process and then finally he, you know he would have the fish 
like on the you know it's like out of the water now it's really like hanging off his fishing rod and then he would grab the fish usually you know you have to hold fish a peculiar way because they can also they have some of these fishes have uh, these spikes that can sting you so you have to be careful and sometimes he would give it uh, to me and my brother you know if it was not that big that we couldn't possibly struggle to put it in the fishing basket in the fishing you know the basket where or the cage you know wi which we he would put in the water and then the fish that he caught he'd put them in there you know so they can still be kind of swimming in the cage but they can't really get out of it you know uh, but they are still in the water you know so anyway sometimes he would give the fish to me and then the fish would slip out of my hands and go back <laughs> in the water and disappear and my dad would be like ah you know it was like that was probably doing something that he 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 didn't really like oh, i know there's a whole catch and release thing nowadays you know but that was i suppose an involuntary catch and release program and and i think my dad cuz you know he liked to go and show my mom what he caught you know so anyway <laughs> occasionally this did happen you know and my dad would be like ah so sometimes we could see okay this fish I'll put it in he would put it in himself you know but it was such a joy just when he caught a fish you know just the look on his face the sound of his voice you know his facial expressions his excitement his body movement i mean the whole thing was just so exciting and i think there's something about being a kid and watching your parent or your mom or your dad you know in this case my father being so excited like a little boy or girl you know and in just sharing that excitement without any reservations you know <laughs> and i you can hear i'm laughing when i'm talking about this you know and 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 i think that's that to me in hindsight is a was a real treasure experience because you know it, it doesn't leave you that experience you know you it stays with you and 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 I, as i said i'm 37 years old now you know i mean these things were happening from the you know around the time i was maybe 4 5 6 7 8 9 you know 10 11 12 years old you know some of it, it, it these memories go back to 6 years old you know and so i'm talking things that happened you know maybe 30 years ago, right? <laughs> and I'm still talking about it with the same excitement and you know. So the other day I was thinking about this old fishing and I and I and I had to talk to my dad on the phone, you know. Uh so I called him and you know, we were uh, first actually I sent a message to my mom an audio message on WhatsApp and then I was just you know, telling her about those if she remembered those times. and then she responded you know with another message she was just laughing and saying ah i think you are missing home and everything and then a couple of minutes later th my, th they sent me this picture of my dad with his giant fish big fish he had caught you know and then my dad i started talking to him he's telling me oh yeah that was uh, 3 years ago i i caught this this was a really big fish he's telling me it, it weighed how many kilos he said i can't remember but a lot of kilos you know it was a really gigantic uh fish you know so <clears throat> it it was you know a really incredible 
experience you know and and then of course my dad had to tell me like oh and i asked him are you still fishing you know he was like oh you know uh these days it's very difficult because there was a lot of overfishing after the land reform program you know they do this uncontrolled fishing and yeah it said now you have to drive a lot of kilometers away and it's very expensive sometimes and it's also time consuming and i was just like ah okay i i can understand but of course you know i i want to sponsor him a fishing trip to one of these uh, expensive uh, places because he has to travel maybe i mean i don't know two three hundred kilometers away can you imagine like because of overfishing now he has to travel that much of a distance and obviously when you travel that much of a distance you 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 have to maybe sleep over there you need at least a day or two i don't know how he's gonna do it you know it's gonna accommodation and all this you know we never used to need all those things but now you know i have to just sponsor him a fishing trip once in a while i guess so he can go and indulge his passion because you know it's sad now he can he was even talking about maybe he should start breeding the some of the fish at our farm and uh, so he can teach uh, you know <laughs> some of his grandkids in in africa uh fishing you know but oh, you know it's not the same to to catch bread fish you know the the wild fish is just it's a surreal experience you can't replace that you know so you know that was that made me a little sad but of course those memories as i said were with me you know and i always wonder what kind of memories my kid has with me because most of the times i'm playing all these musical instruments with him of course we we always go to the forests there's so many different forests around where we live i mean we go to the beach we take a walk at the beach uh, even when it's freezing and i actually like it that way there are not a lot of people out there and stuff like that and you know so we always find a private spot where there are not people there and we, then we can just you know maybe hunt for mussels or you know just you know explore and let him explore be a kid you know i'm not talking those beaches where you find naked people you know no 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 just talking these these places where we can drive to which are kind of re- remote and you can be private you know and that's a more natural experience because you're not distracted by all these other things you know and we as i mentioned we go to the forest a lot we walk in the forest i mean sometimes i take my drum with me and i record in the forest you know and i've I've actually recorded a couple of albums in the woods you know and sometimes his mom will just take him for another little ride while i try to record for 10 minutes to record a track or whatever and sometimes he's just there. He's just minding his own business, you know. He he likes also to explore and to do things, and you know. <coughs> so yeah, that was my gone fishing story, and I just wanted to share it with you. And this is Drum Queen. You can listen to my music on uh, Spotify, Tidal, Deezer, all the musical channels. And I think there's been a lot of talk in the media nowadays about some of my music um especially this okay google okay google play music album which i did which i think is a really nice album by the way but uh, i think there's a lot of uh, discussion and debate about that because yeah whatever don't believe everything you read i suppose some of it uh, is interesting 
they have their right to write whatever they want. Uh, I will not be giving any interviews to any of the mainstream media, but if I have anything to say, I'll say it on this platform. And I just wanted to talk about fishing today. So, see you in the next episode. This is Drum Kun. <laughs>